most of us do have a concern about what if I don't have the money? You know, I can't get health care. I can't get food. I can't. Where am I going to sleep? I, homeless people. Where do they come from? You know, uh, and so the significance about all this is if you're concerned about the money, you're concerned about the fact that your programming said you're not successful. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness. Very excited about our guest. We have the inspiring Bruce Lipton in the house. I'm so excited that you're here, sir. Lewis, I'm excited to be here, not only just to be with you because uh, you're an amazing guy who is uh, transforming lives everywhere, but we have an audience out there that I think is uh, so receptive to see uh, how can they uh, thrive into the future. Absolutely. And I think, uh, that's the, the direction we should go. Absolutely. And I, you know, one of the things that I've heard about you, we're connecting for the first time here, but one of the things that I've seen and heard about you is your incredible ability to merge science and spirit, bringing the two together to support people to creating abundance in their life, to creating peace, healing, and thriving like you talked about. And I've heard you say that our beliefs and mind are programmed as a kid. And those programs can really affect us in the rest of our life if we don't learn to reprogram those subconscious thoughts. And you've said one of the biggest reasons that people stay stuck or stay financially poor, let's say, uh, and rich people stay rich is because of this early age program. A lot of people we were talking about this beforehand. A lot of people are struggling with the economy right now. They're, they're struggling with figuring out with inflation, with, with the crash, what's going to happen in the world. There's a lot of uncertainty. Before we get into a lot of that, can you break down um, really how our minds are programmed in the first place so we can start to understand these different things? what's happening in the world. Lewis, that's one of the more important insights because if you understand the nature of the programming, then you have an insight into why your life is coming out this way. Because in conclusion, 95% of our life is coming from those programs. Uh, and if you understand that, then there's an opportunity to see the programs and also to rewrite the programs, which is where freedom comes from. And so so how, how, do we, how do we see the programs first then? Okay, easy, you ready? Yes. Your life, 95% is coming from the program. So you look at your life right now and recognize all the things that you like that come into your life. They come in because you have programs to acknowledge those things. But the things that you strive for, wish for, work hard for, put effort into it, sweat over, you know, it's like, I'm going to make it, I'm working on it. I go, <laughs> why are you working so hard? 
And the answer inevitably is whatever program you've got doesn't support that destination. And then you are going to try to use your conscious awareness to override the program. Uh, and um, that's not a very successful approach. <laughs> so should, should we not be working so hard? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, if you understand how it works, you don't have to work so hard. That's the whole beautiful part about it. But, you know, there's a whole phrase, uh, knowledge is power. That's been around a thousand years, knowledge is power. I want to rephrase it that more personal in our world today is a lack of knowledge is a lack of power. And what mm -hmm. we don't know about how we work that has disempowered us from taking control <laughs> of how we work. Uh, right. and the, the idea of taking control, let me, let me emphasize something very clear to begin with. Quantum physics as a, as a science is perhaps the most valid of all sciences because the theoretical ideas have almost all been materialized in the research. And I go, so what's important? I go, primary number one principle. Ready? Consciousness is creating our life experiences. I go, what does that mean? I said, we are creators. That's quantum physics. Uh, and, and the idea about that, then I look at people and I go, well, how's your creation going here? <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's not really going very well. I said, but you're the creator. And it's like, well, no, I feel like the victim. And I go, lack of knowledge is a lack of power. That's where it comes mm. from. So should I talk about the programming? I think that might be yes, helpful. Yes, please. Yes. It's a very simple understanding. Because the brain is an information processor, a computer. It's exactly what it is. And now that we have so much familiarity with the uh, silicon-based computer, this carbon-based computer in here has the same fundamental mechanisms. They both use the same thing. So let's go back in the old days, for example, when um, uh, before they put programs in your computer, you could go buy a brand new computer come home, push start, boots up, screen lights up. I say, now do something. And you go, can't do anything. I say, you got a brand new computer. Go, Not until I put programs in the computer can I use the computer. Mm -hmm. Right. So the idea is in the last trimester of pregnancy, a fetus brain lights up, screens on, but it can't do anything until programs come in. And so the first seven years of a child's life, the brain is functioning at a vibration and let me just emphasize vibration because what's that? Uh, you put wires on a person's head, it's called electroencephalograph, and you can read brain function. But the functions are in vibrational frequencies, okay? Uh, the lowest frequency is delta, that's sleep. The highest frequency, well, it's called gamma, that's peak performance. Uh, and then one that we're almost always in is beta, which is thinking, schoolroom, focused consciousness. When you go home at night from that, beta thinking process, you relax, then the vibrations even slow down a bit more. And then you're in alpha, which is calm consciousness. And then the moment you fall asleep, the moment you just lost it, you're gone. Your brain is in now a lower vibration called theta. Well, a child's life is in theta for the first seven years. I go, so what does it represent? Theta is hypnosis. Mm. I go, why, why should the child's brain be in hypnosis? And the answer is, that's how it got programs. Uh, you know, there's, uh, it just observes. Watch your father, watch your mother, watch your family, community. You're observing them like a video recorder. And whatever behavior they're experiencing, you are downloading that kind of behavior. Why? You want to be a member of the family and community. You got to follow the rules. And so what are the rules? Observe them, download them. Unfortunately, there's no uh, filter device, meaning 
good stuff gets downloaded, bad stuff gets downloaded. There's right. no filter to say good or bad. It's all getting downloaded, okay? So I say, why are we downloading these behaviors? And the answer is you need the fundamental behaviors to be the member of a family and a community, and these are programs. And you copy people. And I go, well, okay, so your subconscious is like a hard drive in a computer. It's got programs in it. And uh, the subconscious is strictly that. And a lot of people think, oh, that's the evil comes from subconscious. And I go, subconscious is a hard drive just like in your computer. Is your computer hard drive evil? <laughs> you know, it's no, it's yeah. a device. The it's receiving information. Yeah. yeah, but it's the programs you put in there could be good or bad. That's So I'll give you a good program. Uh, when did you learn how to walk? Before you were two years old. Mm -hmm. I say for most people, they can be 102 years old, they're still walking, same program. So those right. programs that come in are pretty fundamental. They can carry us all the way through life. Now, of course, since I said it's not filtered, about 60% of the downloaded programs, behaviors that are in that subconscious are uh, disempowering or self-sabotaging or limiting beliefs we acquired from other people. Did you say 60%? Yeah. 60, which is more than why, 50. Why, why, is, why is there so many limiting uh, programs? Why, why does that happen? Why don't we have 90% you know, uh, positive programs? Because the programming came from people who know that's how you take power of people. If I program mm. you, I have power over you, okay? And the first powers came from simply this. Humans are the only organism that know that they're going to die. No other organism knows it's going to die. Well, this is a stress. <laughs> like, oh, my God, my life will end. Ah, you know, and that freaks out a lot of people. And that whole thing is then the fear of dying and fear is when you look for somebody to help you get over the fear you don't if you're in fear you don't look for yourself <laughs> you're the one that's the the victim more or less and you're right. looking for somebody to help i feel like a lot of people are overwhelmed stressed and anxious and are in fear based around the topic of money they don't 100%. understand it they don't have enough of it they don't know how to manage it they don't want to lose it they, yeah. you know all these different fears what do you think are the core differences, different beliefs between someone who is wealthy or in an abundance with money versus someone who is financially poor and struggling with money? This is the, the whole subject of a very important book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And it goes back to everything I said. It's the programming in the first seven years of your life that you're going to run that life from. The program is observing other people. If your father was well off and well to do, then you unconsciously downloaded the behavior to manifest what he was manifesting. But if you come from a poor family and all you talk about is struggle and we can't get there and it's so hard and life is trouble and blah, 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 you downloaded that one. I say, so most of us did not come from the rich family one. Okay. Right. And that means most of us do have a concern about what if I don't have the money? You know, I can't get health care. I can't get food. I can't. Where am I going to sleep? I, homeless people. Where do they come from? You know, uh, and so the significance about all this is if you're concerned about the money, you're concerned about the fact that your programming said you're not successful, that you're not going to make it. This is a rat race. That's Darwinian theory, which has screwed us big time because it's false. And it was based on Darwinian theories, the struggle for survival based on competition winner loser competition you know and i said 
that is completely not the drive force of evolution. It's actually the 180 degrees opposite drive force. Uh, give a simple point. A garden is not a battleground. By definition, a garden is everybody's cooperating. Then we come into the garden, evolve, and then guess what? We turned it into a battleground. And guess what? <laughs> now we're facing an extinction because we're destroying the ecosystem that provides for us. So uh, the point was this. Battleground was never built into the system. It was acquired. People seeking power over each other, uh, you know, and, and it started with force. The first power is force. <laughs> you don't want it my way? Now you do it my way. And, uh, and that was the first power that came in. And, and people are living under a misbelief that life is a struggle. And if they don't go out there in that rat race and compete like all the other rats out there, they're going to not make it. So guess what? Everybody's out on a you know, competition bent. And the unfortunate part, here's a sports person, sir. The definition of competition is not the one we're using today. That's an inaccurate definition. The way we look at competition, that's a winner-loser conflict. You know, whether it's two sports team, winner-loser, whatever it is. Okay? But no, the original definition of competition to strive together. Mm, really? What does that mean? It says you want to be a tennis player. Don't play the weaker person. You're not going to learn anything from him. Play the, the more powerful person. Why? It's a competition. But what was the point? I'll do better if I learn by playing from the, the better player than if I learn from the weaker player. Right. So that kind of competition isn't winner loser. Both people win. The guy who's better won the game. The other guy wins. Why? Now I got better, you know, technique. So uh, we live in a winner-loser competition, which is uh, leads to violence and struggle and war and all that other like that, uh, not recognizing evolution says, get back into the garden, man. Why? Right. Everything is cooperating in the garden. <laughs> we are not. Right, right. Yeah. What would be the, the, the reprogramming that you would share with someone who's, who grew up like a majority of people, maybe who didn't have like the wealthiest parents? And they were programmed that, you know, money is the root of all evil or it's hard to make money or yeah. we never have enough to buy what we want. Well, that, that's the be, negative programming. That's the one yeah. that keeps you poor all the time. What would, be, what would be the new script to reprogram and, and how effective would it be for someone to do this right before they go to sleep with the new script? Well, any, yeah, anything that you put in your mind consciously before you go to sleep is still lingering in there as you go to sleep. So it's like fomenting <laughs> inside. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the, the, I think that the very first thing is this. Even before the money, I said, what was the first one? I said, you have to love yourself because that means you will take care of yourself. And people don't love themselves. They don't take care of themselves. And you know that. You've seen people... Yeah physiologically fall apart in front of your face because they don't take care of themselves. Why? They, they make poor choices with their nutrition or working out or everything's not relevant. Yeah. But if they have a pet, oh man, my pet's going to get the best food. My pet's going to get the best health care. I'm going to, you know, take care of this pet. Do they take care of themselves? Not as good as they take care of the pet <laughs> right away. There's your problem. So number one is first, identify you love yourself because then everything you do after that will be supporting your love. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. Then deservability. I do not deserve. Why? Well, that's what I was programmed. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not wealthy enough. I'm not beautiful enough, whatever I go. Huh. 
you better start programming. I deserve X. I deserve Y. Okay. Not I will deserve. I deserve. <laughs> right. Uh, again, I just want to emphasize that because any futurism in a subconscious mind doesn't work because subconscious doesn't see future. It just sees the moment. Mm -hmm. So if you record, I will be wealthy, I will be healthy. Uh, I say, when's that going to happen? I go, well, put it in the record. We'll come back next year, Lewis, and let's push the button. And it says, I will be healthy. And I go, you're still not there. Yeah. <laughs> can't get there because I never said you were there. You're, you're only in a want. <laughs> you can't get there. So the idea is that's why everything, go back to, it has to be in the present tense. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am this. And I am lovable. You know, so that's really important. That's if, if you don't do that right, then, but you can always reprogram. That's the beautiful part. I, oh, sure. put it up. Well, then reprogram it again. You can do yeah. it. How important is it for people to learn to heal the past then so that they can love themselves in the now as opposed have, to be Oh, to heal the past? Yes. You will automatically start doing that when you start loving yourself. Uh, and, and let me give you something because I had to learn a lot, a lot, you know, I learned some rules, I, you know, I had all these principles, then I had to walk the talk and I learned some rules. One of the, one of the most important rules is, is to let go of after it's happened and you had, it's like, why am I carrying this around? You know, because it's interfering with my future. If I have the filter of between me and the future, it's like, I'm not going to get there at some point, letting go uh, and it's funny, I'm not a religious guy. I'm a spiritual person. But religion is somebody making up rules for you. <laughs> I go, no, we, we're directly connected with source. There, nobody's going to interfere with that. Okay. So but but it was really important to, to uh, uh, recognize this character for a very important reason, because it says you are more than this right here. Mm. This is a this is I, I call this a um, uh, the, the television set. In other words, I'm receiving a broadcast, the Bruce broadcast. Bruce is not in here. That's what I learned in my cells. It's like, oh, my God, we're not in here. We're receiving a broadcast because on the surface of your cells, there are antennas called receptors. I said, well, you got receptors. So they were on the surface. What? Eyes, ears, nose, taste, touch. They read the environment. Receptors read the environment. Okay. Well, there's a unique set of receptors that each individual has, and no two people have the same set of these receptors. And they're called, interesting enough, self receptors. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, each person has a set of antennas, but they're different. No two people share the same set. So when you put your cells or an organ into another person's body, their immune system will look at those antennas and go, no, that, that's not us. And then eliminate those cells. That's what the immune system will do. Okay. Well, I'm into all this stuff and the receptors and how it's all working. And then all of a sudden I realized, well, wait a minute. The difference between us is just a set of receptors. If we're, I look at your liver cell, I look at my liver cell, I go 99%. They're doing exactly the same thing. But you have Lewis receptors, I have Bruce receptors. I say, but the receptors are antennas. I say, yeah, and they're on the outside of the cell surface. I go, then where do you think the signal is coming from to go to these receptors? Not inside, outside. I said, oh, holy, each of us is receiving a different broadcast, a frequency somewhere in the environment. And in the quantum physics term, we talk about energy fields. That's what they talk about. 
in spiritual terms, we talk about spirit, which is what? An energy field, that each of us has our own energy field. Well, the, that was the moment of transition in my life. Mm. First thing I said is, oh my God, I'm not in here. I'm the broadcast <laughs> that's being picked up here. I'm not in here. This is, that's where the analogy, this is a TV set that you're watching, Lewis, is playing the Bruce show right now. Yes. And when you're watching a TV and it breaks, you say, TV is dead. I go, yeah, it's not working anymore. Question, is the broadcast still there after the TV is broken? The answer, of course it is. How do you know? I said, get another TV, tune it to the station, you're back on again. I go, exactly. We are not in here. We are receiving a broadcast that no mm. two people get the same broadcast. And I go, and what about that? I go, the broadcast is here whether you're here or not. Uh, uh, and then all of a sudden, I, because uh, I wasn't spiritual, zero, how much? Zero, Bruce had zero spiritual until he saw this. And then he said, oh my God, my identity is not built in. My identity is a broadcast. That means if my television breaks, my television's dead, but my broadcast is still there. Mm. And it can be, picked up by another embryo with the same set of antennas if it shows up and I'm back. And all of a sudden it's like all this mystical stuff started going, oh my God, this is real. <laughs> this is totally real. And the most important thing. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups that's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier plus members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods plus when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship start a show together with your included paramount plus subscription walmart plus members save on this plus so much more start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com paramount plus a central plan only separate registration required see walmart plus terms and conditions whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. I lost the fear of death instantly. Mm. I just said, I'm not, a, this is not a, a, a believe in spirituality. This is a mechanism of spirituality. I go, therefore, if I die, I'm still here as a spirit, you know? And it's like the fear of death, which is the number one fear we started with, number one fear that all people have because only humans know they're going to die. And then we bought religion stories and paid for these stories. And they told you what you can do and what you can't do. And it's a bunch of, actually there are good things to learn but they're also there they take mm. away your power they give you something and they also take away your power and and then came 
to me, the big story all of a sudden when I realized, oh my God, I'm a broadcast and a television set. And I said to myself, why have a body? Why not just be the spirit? Myself's come up with a question. You ready? If you're just a spirit, Bruce, what does chocolate taste like? Mm-hmm. That's so deep. You have to give you another five minutes to put that one in there. <laughs> and, down with it. and the reason is this, our perceptions of our physical experiences, mm-hmm. you know, anything from sight, smell, sound, touch, taste, love is a feeling that's physiology. The body is translating the environment into sensations, which are broadcast back to source. So I came here to experience. I go, yeah, but I also came here because I can move around and create. And then all of a sudden, the big one, boom, hit me right in the head there, Lewis. I said, what was it? I said, oh my God, people think you die and go to heaven. I go, no, you were born into heaven. Why? Mm. What's your vision of heaven? Well, here it is. You're the creator. Manifest it. Oh, my God. We can manifest heaven. I go, people fall in love. They all of a sudden feel, yeah, that's heaven. That was really great. (laughs) I go, well, you manifested that. And all of a sudden, I realize, oh, my God. People are so lost thinking, well, if I just be okay, I'll have heaven when I'm dead. And I'm going, no, I think you missed it, folks. (laughs) This is heaven. If you understand how to get out of the program, then you become the manifester of the program, then heaven is a way of life right here, right now for all of us. When we grow up, and it's especially important uh, in regard to health, most people, I just say most families, when somebody's sick, they take, they go to the doctor. Okay, I go, great. So you're a kid, you see mommy go to the doctor, daddy goes to the doctor, and then you go to the doctor. I say, why are you going to the doctor? And the answer is, it's about your health. I say, yeah, but what's the point? You ready? You don't know anything about your health, but they do. Right. So all of a sudden, you seek their advice. And I go, well, then their words become your truth because you have no other truth but what they said. And all of a sudden, then you become a victim uh, in your biology, according to the program, because the program said your life is controlled by genes. I go, so what does that mean? I go, well, as far as I know, I didn't pick them and I can't change them if I don't like the character. And they turn on and off by themselves. Victim, what? Heredity. I, I got genes. It's not my life. It's my genes. And then right. If my, if my grandparents had a heart attack, then I'm susceptible to this and, and onward and onward. Exactly. And cancer. You know, it's like, oh, I got cancer running in the family. Oh, there must be genes. And then the genes. And would I get that gene? I'm going to get cancer. Then I'm the victim. And the fear <laughs> goes on and on and on. Uh, except for an interesting fact, there is no gene that causes cancer. There's not one mm. gene that causes cancer. Cancer is associated with a disharmony. And so let's say, the, the, especially for women, they're very much uh, concerned about the breast cancer gene, BRCA gene. The only thing is 50% of the women that have the breast cancer gene never get cancer. Mm. I say, so what's the meaning of that? I say, possession of the gene doesn't cause cancer. It's the, right. the lifestyle that's in disharmony that causes the cancer. The gene just supported it. And now we know 90% of cancer comes from people who have no cancer in their family. Interesting. Well, then where'd the cancer come from? Lifestyle is manifesting cancer. And you can change your consciousness and you can change cancer. But uh, people believe they're victims. And, uh, and right. 
If you believe you're a victim, you give up your power. Remember that victim means mm. I have no power. And then I say, well, who has power? Well, over my spirit, the church has the power and they tell me what to do. Over my health, the medical doctor has the power. They tell me what to do. And my life becomes shaped by those opinions they're not even mine. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, uh, and this is the point. It's like, well, when do you think you're going to become powerful? And I go, well, how about when you find out you are a spirit and you can never be disconnected from source? Nobody can disconnect you from source. There's no such thing as hell, <laughs> you right. know, and health. Uh, what do they know? In fact, in the United States, the third leading cause of death in the United States is called iatrogenic illness. First is heart disease, second is cancer, and third is a uh, result of medical treatment, iatrogenic illness. Interesting. Interesting. So medicine is the third leading cause of death. I would, you know, just a little consciousness, I'd go, maybe I shouldn't follow their prescriptions so much. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm, curious, I'm curious, Bruce, how many people in the world do you think are victims? What's the percentage of people that you think live in victimhood? In I'd have to say 90% or more. Really? At every level, I'm a victim of what? Well, my job. If I don't do what they said, then uh, I lose my job. I don't have a job. I don't have any money. I don't have any health care. I don't have any money. And all of a sudden, you start to realize, well, then where do I get the money? And then you better, well, you better start conforming to whoever's going to give you the money. Yeah, at some point, uh, you're not living your life. You're living the program that you think you need to do to fit into the picture. Mm. And, and if you live the program, it's almost all disempowerment. I can't do this. Right. This won't happen. I can't, you know, whatever. I'm a victim. And, sure. and, and victims, by just saying that, the word is powerless. Victim and powerless, same word. Right. And, and what do you think the differences are then between the, the conscious and the subconscious mind? And I know well, you've mentioned that. That's the game. That's the most important whole question you just asked there right now, Lewis, for this reason. The subconscious, I said, is the equivalent of a hard drive on a computer. It can run the show. You push start, it could do things. You don't have to even attend to it. It does it by itself. The conscious mind is the equivalent of who's typing on the keyboard because you're the one that's putting information into this thing. The mm -hmm. conscious mind, uh, and here's the important part. Let's just start with this. The mind is controlling our biology. That's a fact. Now I go, but when you say the mind, it sounds like, oh, there's one mind. I go, now that is where it goes wrong because there are two minds and they, they both have different functions. And most importantly, they learn in different ways. What are the two minds? Well, let's start with the latest evolution. Right behind your forehead is a lump of brain called prefrontal cortex, the seat of self-consciousness. I am uh -huh. an individual. I am separate from all other individuals. I am a self and I'm, a, you know, coming from this creative part. Uh, the subconscious mind, as we mentioned, that's just a hard drive with programs in it. So I say, so what's the difference between it? Well, the first thing is this. What makes humans so different than other organisms is the self-conscious or conscious mind because it's creative. It has imagination. I could ask you right now, Lewis, I could tell you, I could ask you a question. I say, Tell me what you want out of your life. Well, at that moment, you're going to think and you're going to say, you know, I want this and I, I want that. And I go, well, that came from the conscious mind. Now it's creative. That has imagination. That has vision. And if you have a, a vision, you can then manifest a vision. If you, mm. you can't manifest a vision if you don't have a vision. <laughs> so conscious mind sets up visions and what we want. But here's the point. 
Um, and th this is the, the critical, the whole thing is on this one part right now, Lewis, right here, and that is this. The conscious mind, which is the creative mind versus subconscious mind, which is the habit mind. It does habits, as does its program. Program's a habit. Push the button, play the program, push the button, play it again, push it, plays it again. Okay, program. Conscious mind creator, okay? And I go, okay, significance of that is that's where your wishes and desires are. What do you want? Oh man, I want this. I want a great relationship. I want a great job. I want great health. You know, creative. The subconscious mind programs primarily derived from other people before age seven, okay? And unfiltered, so there are good programs and there are bad programs, okay? Uh, and I go, so creative conscious mind is the one that gives you a destination and a future. Subconscious mm -hmm. mind just gives you autopilot. Okay, back to the crux of the problem. Only 5% of the day is the conscious mind actually engaged in creating. And I go, well, then what's it doing 95? I get 95% <laughs> of the day, it's thinking. I go, so what does that mean? I go, imagine your body's a vehicle, steering wheel, consciousness holding a wheel and driving us to where? Wishes and desires, man, okay? And I say, but if I start thinking, then conscious mind's no longer looking out because thinking is inside. It's a mm -hmm. thought on the inside. I said, well, if you're thinking, then conscious mind is not looking out. I go, well, what if you're driving the car and then you start thinking? I go, conscious mind let go of the wheel. I said, oh my God. I go, no, don't worry, why? Subconscious mind is autopilot. Whatever you're not controlling with your conscious mind, subconscious mind throws a program in and does it, okay? Mm. Now, the issue about that is, well, if the conscious mind is thinking, is it observing what's going on? I go, no, to observe what's going on, it has to look out the window, can't be looking inside. So 95% of the day, it doesn't even observe your own behavior. I said, but where's that behavior coming from? I go, the program. I go, well, yeah, but where did that come from? I go, somebody else. And I go, what's relevant? Well, if they didn't put your wishes and desires into their life, then you copy their program. You're, you're not going toward your wishes and desires, you're going to wherever the their program is going to. That's how children follow in the footpath of their parents, mm. especially like musicians. A, a musician who's a parent uh, during the programming of their own child instills them with all the music and stuff like that. Then a child grows up and guess what? Now they're a musician. People say, the music gene. I go, there's no music gene. There was training <laughs> for seven years, training to be that. So the issue is, mm. 95% of our life is not coming from wishes and desires. It's coming from programs, which came from other people. And you don't see it when it's happening. And I go, why not? And I say, why are you playing a program? Because I'm not paying attention. I go, well, that's yeah. why you don't see the program. And I go, and then 95% of your life is program. And then the relevance about that is 60% of those are, are <laughs> disempowering or self-sabotaging or limiting beliefs. So it says, then 95% of the day you're running your life and you're the only one that doesn't see it. I go, well, that's the big issue. I go, the same story for 40 years that's been in all my videos, but I got to do it again because different audience here. Yeah. You have a friend, you know your friend's behavior very, very well. You're really, you know, good friends. And you happen to know your friend's parent. And one day you see your friend has the same behavior as their parents. So, you know, you got to tell, you got to hey, Bill, you're just like your dad back away from Bill. I know exactly what Bill's gonna say all the time. 
Bill's going to say, how can you compare me to my dad? I'm nothing like my dad. The audience laughs. Why? They're familiar with it. I go, that, you want the profound story of the day? That's the profound story. I go, what does it mean? Everybody else can see that Bill behaves like his dad. The only one who can't see it is Bill. Explain it simple. Yeah. Bill downloaded these programs from his dad. Yep. When does he play him? When he's thinking. And I say, and how much of that? I say, 95% of the day. I say, does he see the program? I say, no, thinking is inside. He's not looking out. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so Bill's the only one that doesn't see it. And he got it from somebody else. And so it's not his behavior. And he could be sabotaging himself. And he's the only one that can't see it. Because why? Because he's thinking. And I go, okay, you ready? All of us are Bill. Right. All of us <laughs> every day are Bill. We're playing the same programs. We look at life going, oh man, that's not what I wanted. I would, oh, this is not really good. And I go, where's this coming from? Well, those people are causing, this people are causing. I go, no, you're the creator. Mm. Didn't see what you were creating with. And when we get personal awareness of this, then personal empowerment is the next step. Because now it's like, well, if I'm doing this, then I'm the one that can change it. And I go, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what the whole point is. Uh, and this is why you're, you know, all your programs, Lewis, are so involved with wake up, people. It's time to take the power back and become what you want to be in this life because you don't realize you're playing programs that are sabotaging you all day long and you yes. don't see it. You're the only one. And right. so that's the, the big wake up call. So it says, well, what can I do? And I say, well, A, you could just not play the program. And I go, that's not easy to do. That means you can't think. <laughs> and right. thinking is so fundamental everything uh mm -hmm. so it's very difficult to say i will stay mindful that means i will not think i will stay here in the present mind and pay attention to what's going on i go mm -hmm. great but it's very difficult to do that so i say well if you're not going to stay mindful then what else can i do i said well then change the program and if you change the program then 95 percent of the day if you put a program that's your wishes and your desires mm -hmm. then 95 percent of the day you will be manifesting that when the program is running wow. and plus an additional five percent when your conscious mind is running it so that would be a hundred percent of the day you would be moving toward wishes and desires but you have to look at the program that's why we announced i say what's the program look at your life what do you want to change what's not working for you so can you give an example of maybe you've worked with a lot of people in the last, you know, many decades who have probably a lot of the same limiting thoughts, limiting beliefs that hold them back. That's what culture is. <laughs> right. What are the main limiting beliefs that you just hear consistently that most people tend to have if they're not in a heavy, a, a higher level program that they've caught and switched with? One of the main beliefs that they're caught up in is the uh, lack of power they feel over their own health and their own reality. That I'm a victim. I'm a victim of my genes. I'm a victim of this world out here. I say, if you, if a, <laughs> the belief system uh, is translated into behavior, <laughs> if I believe I'm a victim, then my behavior will be as a victim. No power. You guys tell me what to do, and I'll try and do what you just said. And I say, well, that's the biggest problem of all, because quantum physics, I mentioned, is the most valid science. And principle number one is you're the creator of this. And it's like, well, when are you going to own that? And the answer is, 
I could say it, but then you walk away and a few minutes later, you're back into your world again. Everything is gone. You know, listen, it took me a while. Uh, I learned and understood that, oh, my God, this is how it works. And I was so excited. I wanted to get people. I wanted to tell anybody to listen to the science. <laughs> this is how it works. So I, I beginning got some people together and I started to go off. Let me tell you how to create the most beautiful life experience. And then they'd look at me and they'd go, you know, Lipton, for a guy who says, you know, this, your, your life doesn't look that good. Interesting. It was my wake up call that said, how the hell can I talk about how wonderful this is? And I'm not practicing it. And I immediately said to myself, no, don't go out there and talk to anybody about this. Why? Until you do it. So what were the, what were the things that were holding you back? before you discovered this and then what was the new program that you started to implement for yourself on a consistent basis to have a hundred percent upgraded program yeah well uh, one of the things professionally okay i was doing a great job i I had a great professorship in a medical school all that kind of stuff you know personally my life sucked (laughs) really get a relationship off the ground i go why not i go well now that i know about it I was programmed about relationships by observing my father and my mother. Well, they had dysfunctional relationships. So what do you think I downloaded? Dysfunction. So my conscious mind goes forward and says, yeah, I want to have a great relationship. I get into it. My subconscious mind steps up and says, oh, this is how we do a relationship. Ooh, uh (laughs) uh-oh, game over, you know? Why? Because I didn't see the negative behaviors that I was putting out my partner, potential partner saw them and gave them cause for alarm. I don't think I want to be with this guy. You know, that was me. <laughs> uh, and then I realized that. And that's when I really had to go in first thing and start to change. Who am I? And I'll tell you the biggest problem uh, now after years of working, people do not love themselves. Mm. And I say, what does that mean? I said, if you have a program where you don't love yourself, then rationally logically can anybody else love you and the answer is no because you don't think you're lovable that's right and somebody says you are that oh i love you and then you go well you know you probably don't have any quality control i know i'm not lovable what's wrong with you you know (laughs) and then at some point you push them away and then they're not there then you go i'm not lovable nobody's here (laughs) i i push them away you know and I changed that. I was nearly, what, 45 years old, 40-some years mm. old. And I had zero quality relationships for all that life. Right. I changed the program. And within a couple of years, I, I'm now with my partner, Margaret. Uh, and, and the fact is, she was involved with a um, workshop training program for people. So she understood processing and stuff. And when I came and we added the science and the processing, uh, we've been living a honeymoon for 26 mm. years, 26 really years, waking up every day going, wow, still here. Another day for fun. Another day for being in love. It was great. And it's still late. Walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends, save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins, plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.
Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. But if I didn't change the program, that would never have been part of my life at all. I would have been my whole life struggling. How did you change it? And what was the thing that you started to say in replace of the previous program? Well, the first thing was I had, we do muscle testing. Now you're an athlete, all that stuff, and you know about muscles. Well, let me just say about muscle testing. The conscious mind is a creative mind and the subconscious mind is a program, but the subconscious mind being a massive processor controls muscles. The subconscious, not thinking, man, it's boom. It's just programmed real fast, reflexes, boom, like this, okay? So if you make a statement with your conscious mind, the creative mind. And the subconscious mind doesn't agree with that. There's no history to support that statement. Then the two minds are not in harmony. I say, what happens when they're in disharmony? The answer is it weakens the subconscious mind. Wow. And the muscles get weaker. So, so how, do we, how do we get them in harmony? Well, you have to make sure then whatever statements you're making are agree with the subconscious program. And if you want a statement that's positive and your subconscious program doesn't have it, then all of a sudden you say, well, that's where I got, I got to fix a subconscious mind. I don't need to fix a conscious one. And that's when it comes back. Well, then programming that subconscious mind. Uh, another one that was so amazing was uh, I tried to write my biology belief book. I got to three different times. I got started, got about halfway through and it just petered out. I just, mm. just disappeared. And I, and I was so upset because I really wanted to write this book. And then doing muscle testing, I, I found out that my subconscious mind did not support writing the book. I go, why not? And the answer was because I'm a scientist. And if I wrote the book, which had spirituality in it, I would lose my support from my colleagues. So my subconscious mind was saying, okay, that's enough. That, no more writing, because if you conclude this, you're going to be an outcast from your society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I remember uh, doing a, one of these balances, they're called 15 minutes or less. And in the process, uh, uh, part of the balance was how do I want this book to be written now? Well, I said, I want it to be written fast because I wasted a lot of time. <laughs> and I thought struggling over it was a pain. In the ass. So uh, I thought, you know, um, maybe it should be fun. <laughs> okay. And, uh, uh, and so but fun and easy uh, whatever it was, I balanced that. And I forgot about it because it was just 15 minutes and it was like, oh yeah, I should do something about that, blah, blah, blah. And months later, the book is done. And I remember, uh, getting, reviewing it. It's going to go to the publisher. This is the final read, sending it to the publisher, get down to the last page, down the last thing, get down the last line. It's finished. And I pushed myself back in the chair And I said, wow, that was fast and kind of fun and it was easy. I said, holy, those are the words that I put in, which I completely forgot about. And I programmed my mind that way. And the moment I finished the book, I said, fast, fun, and easy. I go, holy, that's what, that was the program. 
Uh, and it was what took me off. And, and, but go back to the, I love myself one, because uh, I can tell you now for a fact, uh, and being involved with so many belief change programs, um, over 80%, generally 90% of every audience will not test positive for I love myself. Uh, that's a very large number. <laughs> and that means why, why so many marriages fall apart, because they never really connected. They were sort of like, uh, you know, on the surface, really nice, but their subconscious programs clash, boom, gone, right. it's not working. Uh, and, and then the idea is what? Well, let me give you a reason why. You're an athlete, so I know I can tell you right, right where the, that programming worked. And it goes like this. Um, if a kid on a sports team is not doing well, the coach doesn't go, oh, please try harder. You could do better. No, no. coach comes out there. That's not good enough. Who do you think you are? You know, you're not worthy to be on this team, blah, blah, blah. And the player immediately in the conscious mind goes, oh, my God, I, I better work harder and be better. And great. Now I say, what if the parent is acting as a coach and the kid is five years old? I go, why is that important? I said, they're not using the conscious mind at five years old. They're in record. And the parents said, that's not good enough. You don't deserve this. You're not lovable. Who do you think you are? I say, the child is not thinking about what the parent was intending. The right. child's recording. I'm not lovable. I'm not deserving. I'm not this. And I go, then 95% of your life is going to come from that program. And you see why you struggle. You don't love yourself because the first thing you'd be critical of yourself. I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I, I go, well, now you're self-critical. <laughs> and the moment you're self-critical, you just uh, cancel the whole game right at that point. So what is this muscle balance test thing you were talking about? Is this called muscle testing? How do you do this? Well, uh, one's a very simple way. You can use any part of your body with muscles. I could push on your head. I could push on a finger. Usually it's done with an arm. My arm. Yeah. Push, push my arm, arm down. And yeah. the game is this. It's not arm wrestling. People think, oh, I say, no, no. The idea is this. You have to keep focus. You, you make a statement and you keep your mind on that statement. Uh, difference. Give me, give, me give me an example. Give me an example of like, uh, I love, I love myself. myself. I love myself. Okay. Hold out yeah. your arm. Point. If the conscious and subconscious agree, the muscle is a rock. You could do chin-ups on that arm. Okay. But if the subconscious doesn't agree with the conscious mind, you say I'm lovable and the subconscious mind give you all the reasons why you're not. Mm. Then guess what? Now the two minds are in disharmony and now the, the arm will move. I say, well, how much does it move? I say, well, all you need to know is that it moved that much. <laughs> if it just moved that a little much, bit. any yeah. more pushing or thing now that's arm wrestling it was if if they both agree that's solid that's not even going to move but if there's if the two don't agree then just even the first downward movement like that says that's it that you don't have to do anymore so how do you program then with knowing this information you said it was like a 15 minute thing you did yeah, to, okay. to program okay. well let, let me just say there are three ways to program so there's there's not just one the the, the one i'm going to tell you is the fast it's okay. a, a miracle one. Okay. I'm going to say, well, how'd you, what are the other ways of programming a habit? And I said, well, how'd you get the habit? Because you were in hypnosis for seven years. And I say, how do you get into hypnosis? I say, well, guess what? Uh, remember when you're at work, you have higher vibration. Then you come home, the vibration calms down mm -hmm. alpha. And then the moment you fall asleep, you are in a vibration called theta, which is hypnosis. So putting earphones on at night with a program of what you want to be true in your life, 
and just put it, you're sleeping and the program is talking to your subconscious and it's only a short window. So you repeat this a lot, just put the programs. On. And then one day you wake up and the program is already manifested. Okay. So that's right. hypnosis. It's called self-hypnosis. Okay. Second way, you still learn things after you were seven years old, driving a car, playing an instrument, you know, uh, sports, whatever you learned then. Okay. I go, well, how'd you learn that? Because it became a habit. I say repetition, practice. That's what makes a habit after age right. seven. Anything you want, then you got to practice it uh, and you can manifest it. Okay. The third way is the one we were just talking about. And that's a new form of psychology called energy psychology. I go, what does that mean? I go, maybe you've seen somebody uh, read a book. It's called super learning. You know, they, they can open up a book to a page and they can take their finger and go down the page and they read everything just as fast as I, I went like that. I read every word on the page. That's called super learning. I go, these techniques, energy psychology, engage super learning. I say, so what's relevant? The earphones out at night, the repetition, time consuming repetition. You got to do them both. Energy psychology, 15 minutes in a super learning state mm. will download a behavior in 15 minutes. You walk away, it's totally different. Just boom, just as fast as that. Uh, and it sounds, oh, that's a new agey monkey. I go, no, no, <laughs> this, is, this is real. I go, because since then, and I've been involved with it, uh, a, a neuroscientist, uh, uh, Jeff Fannin, uh, he was in his lab doing neuroscience stuff, brain mapping. That's what they called it. Someone in his uh, uh, lab who worked there went through a, what's the energy psychology process, the one I'm talking about, Psyche, came back to the lab and told Jeff, you know, you can change your beliefs in so many minutes. He says, no, you can't. I'm a neuroscientist. I know you can't do that. So they argue back and forth, but they're in the lab. So Jeff said, here, put the electrode caps, the EEG cap, put it on my head. Do you, you do that process. His whole life changed five minutes later. His whole really? life went upside down because it was on the screen now. It's not new age. It showed the brain all of a sudden became what is called whole brain function. Whole brain lit up. And he said he's only seen that on some master meditator. It's the only time you've ever seen that. And he saw it. And it is so powerful, it's recordable. That's the cool part. So it's not like, oh, that's a good idea. I say, no, here it is. Uh, the machine will show it. Uh, matter of fact, it's so obvious that EEGs are just like squiggly lines, squiggly lines going across like that. Audience can't read them. Neuro people do. But he started giving some lectures where he'd have somebody come up who wanted to change a belief and they put the cap on in front of the audience, but they then put it on the big screen the electrical readout of the EEG, then they would do this, what's called the psyche balance. And the audience would go, oh. they could, it was so profoundly different that, oh my God, the whole brain pattern just changed in front of everybody's face, completely just doing the process. So I bring this up only to say, it sounds new agey, but no, there's a scientific objective measurement. Sure. Uh, uh, and, and then basically what does it do? It engages a super learning capacity and, and you can download, just like a kid, actually, before age seven. That's when children had whole brain activity, before age seven. That's how they could download stuff instantly. Just download it, download it, okay? After age seven, uh, the whole brain right and left hemispheres, there's a line right down the middle of the brain. They're called two hemispheres. The left hemisphere is like sees whole pictures. The right hemisphere sees pieces, okay? Uh, left hemisphere sees a brick wall, right hemisphere sees the little bricks in the wall, okay? 
uh, the left hemisphere is intellectual. The right hemisphere is emotional. Mm -hmm. These are complementary characters. As long as the brain is integrated, they work together. But after age seven, they separate. Mm. And then during the day, every couple of hours or so, you're in the left side. Then a few hours later, you're in the right side. I go, what's the difference? I say, sometimes I'm more intellectual in my approach. And then a little bit later, I'm more emotional in my approach. And I go, this is, the, this is where the, you know, the stuff hits the fan when, when a couple is arguing. And let's just say, okay, the man is in his left hemisphere. He's got all the words. You know, he's got cut you up with all the words. The woman in this particular case happens to be in a right hemisphere. She's in the emotional side. She's going, oh, oh, oh. She has no words. Oh, you know, going like this. Two hours later, she gets into her intellectual side. He's on the emotional side. He's going, oh, man, I really screwed this up. And then she comes in and goes, cuts him up. And the whole idea is, when we're adults, we separate the functions, which then changes our character during the day. Mm-hmm. The energy psychology modalities are engaging, bringing them back together again, just like a kid under seven. I say, how mm-hmm. fast did it take a kid to download something? I say, he heard it, he downloaded it. That's, that's how fast it goes. I go, exactly. So energy psychology can rewrite a program you've had your whole life and in minutes rewrite it. How do how do we under, how do we get into energy psychology? How do we get into that? I guess practice. Okay, well, there on my website. Let's just get this over with because it's simple. BruceLipton.com. Uh, I've listed under belief change modalities about twenty five or thirty different versions of energy psychology, wow. okay, and there's a cool. little descriptor about each one, and then a website that you could connect to and get more information. So I give people an option to take a look at. Here's a variety of ways you can do it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with the one I'm familiar with because my whole mm-hmm. life changed. I, I'm living heaven on earth. I published my books. I, I'm living a completely in the middle of crazy land. Uh, I, my world <laughs> is, uh, I, I still live happy every day. In the middle of crazy land, you have happiness, peace, calm, and love. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're creators. Exactly. I think I saw you share somewhere that the Matrix was not sci-fi; it's a documentary. Absolutely, hundred uh, percent. Uh, uh, simply is that a the premise is everybody was programmed. That's the premise, and I say that's not a premise; that's a reality. First seven years, a little bit of history here. Just a, the Catholic group called the Jesuits have told their followers for four hundred years. Give me a child and it's till it is seven and I will show you the man. I said, what did they know? Exactly what we've been talking about. Seven years is program, rest of life, 95% program. Wow. What should parents be aware of? If there are new parents and they're raising kids in the first seven years, what should they be saying throughout the day? How Absolutely. Should behavior, very... what, should, what should their behavior be? How that, should they be connecting as couple how should they be communicating to their children? What should that look like? That is perhaps one of the most important things, Lewis, to understand right now, because the children now are the future of civilization. And we have been unconsciously disempowering people by giving them beliefs that take away their power. Mm. In contrast, a parent should be the one that says, you are the smartest, the brightest, the most intelligent, the most lovable, the most creative, all those things. Why? Because they become programs. So when that kid grows up, 
I'm the most creative. I'm the most intelligent. Uh, you know, they have all these very positive characters working 95% of the day and they're manifesting heaven. If parents understood this, but the problem is this, here's the big problem. I'm going to be a conscious parent because I heard Bruce and Lewis talk about the fact that if I say all these wonderful words to my kid, they're going to be great and healthy and vibrant, and mm -hmm. which is true. Uh, and, and then I go, well, yeah, but you left something out. I go, what is it? You're only conscious as a parent or conscious as a person 5% of the day. So when you're thinking about today, I'm being a conscious parent right now and there, I'm doing something very conscious. And five minutes later, you're, you're playing a program that you got from your parents that was disempowering. You didn't see it, but your kids saw it because the kids are all on record. <laughs> and all of a sudden, so one of the biggest problems with being a conscious parent is to recognize, hey, you're going to struggle with your own consciousness 5% of the day to be a mm. conscious parent it's unfortunate you need to be conscious all the time right. uh, you know but this really works out very well because in a couple relationship and this relationship is really critical even before having a child is to recognize when people come together they brought baggage with them everybody brought baggage everybody got programmed some of the baggage might not be that good here's the point if people don't know about the baggage the program the subconscious they get together and then somebody does something, the other one gets angry, then they fight, and then there's all kinds of abuse going on without recognizing neither of them wanted to be the idiot. They both wanted to be there in the happy honeymoon forever position, but 95 is coming from the program. So arguing and fighting actually just pushes people apart. Mm -hmm. But if you know and your partner knows that some of these behaviors that come out that suck or did not come from my wishes and desires, folks, that came from a program, then there's no fight. But there's an opportunity to say, do you want to change that program? And you say, what program? Because the, the story of Bill, I didn't see what the hell I just said. What program are we talking about here? <laughs> uh, uh, because then each of you is, because if you fight, you're just pushing each other apart. But if you start to communicate, there's an opportunity to rewrite. And I said, well, what happens if both couples rewrite all that negative? And I said, well, then every day is honeymoon 100% of the day. Right. And I go, that's the destination. Unfortunately, 50% of the marriages go boom. Why? Because when those bad programs come up, they don't know how to deal with it. It leads to fights and anger and all that. And of course, then that burns it up and the fire is gone. You know, you're talking about a lot of people are victims in the world. Why do you think so many people center their identity with being a victim and why do you think they hold on to it so tightly when they know they could reprogram their beliefs and start living in accordance with a harmonious life and being the creator and manifester as opposed to the victim who is powerless yeah well i think the biggest thing some people say oh yeah you can change your life and then they find it's very difficult it's very hard i go why because they don't know how to push the damn record button uh, right. You know, and so many of them are talking to themselves. I'm going to make Bruce, you do better. You just do better about this. You do better. And I go, okay, let's stop for a second. Who am I asking to do better? Oh, my subconscious. I go, oh, there's nobody in there. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Nobody. I go, well, that's a big waste of time, man, because uh, <laughs> that's not where change comes from. They don't know how to push that button. If you don't know how to push the button, it's frustrating. And it says, oh, it takes so, it's so much hard work to change. 
It's not easy. It takes time. The, these are belief systems. Why? Because they try and it doesn't work. I go, that's because they didn't know how to push the record button. So mm. most people say, yeah, I can change, but it's not working. They said think positive, and I thought positive, and it didn't work. It's not working, yeah. No, because the idea was you can think all you want, but the problem is while you're thinking, you're actually playing the negative program. <laughs> so you can, thinking about being positive is actually creating the negative problem because you're not paying attention when you're thinking about being positive. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. So this is a whole issue. People have a feeling that they can change, but they have no effort. They don't want to get in the game because they feel it's, you know, it's just too much time. It doesn't work. And I tried it and it didn't work. And then they give up and then life just goes on. It's seamless. You, you don't see it. It's just the way you've been living it (laughs) ever since seven years old. You've been just living this program. If someone had only said, you know what, I'm a victim, I've got too much going on. I don't have time to do these new program things you're talking about. The record button seems like too much work. It's it's exhausting. I've tried and started and stopped so many times with health, money, relationships, whatever it might be, and I'm a failure at all these things. If you could only give people a five-minute thing to do every day, and you said, it, just focus on this five minutes a day to get you started. Well, the get, the get you, know, you started is this. If you like, like the first time that I really started to be aware that my my subconscious was controlling me was uh, when I was in my car, stopped at a red light, and I realized I was going to be late. And then all of a sudden, I started berating myself. Well, you can't do things right. You're not. Oh, good you enough. idiot! You're but, such a yeah. How do you forget these things? It was that moment that I said, "Wait, I'm listening to what these words are. I'm actually stopping. I'm not just saying the words. I'm saying the words, but I'm actually listening." I said, "Well, how many positive things did I just say?" Zero. Uh-oh, <laughs> there's a problem right there. And I started to realize we have to stop and be conscious just long enough to listen to these things. They flow through just continuously. you got to stop and just tune in and say, what am I thinking? Why? Because if you start to realize that most of your thoughts are negative, and this is not good enough, that won't work, blah, blah, blah. And I said, but that's a creative voice you're talking about right there. Mm-hmm. That voice is creating, and everything you just said is now part of your creation. So what if you stopped? What if you just uh, said, wait, that what I did is I just covered up the clock on my car so I didn't have to see how late I was going to be, and I got there on the right time. <laughs> it's like, why? Because I didn't focus on you know all the steps between here and the destination. I just said, I got to get there. Boom, I was there. That's how it worked. Okay, so what can a person do? I think the first time is just for them to wake up long enough to hear, are, are you 
giving yourself positive vision of a future or you already cancel the future with with negative things that you can bring up any number of negative things it's not going to happen because of x fill in x you can put anything in there it's not going to happen i go until you understand oh my god i am not thinking a positive thought in this process well then i'm not if i'm not thinking positive thought then i don't want those other thoughts to manifest (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that was a wake-up call should we is there a place where we should where negative thinking is a positive can't say it because it's a delusion it's a delusion it's not the reality of negative thinking uh, besides manifesting it as a reality Mm -hmm. it's only and now you are manifesting well that was when do you want to stop manifesting i say when you stop long enough to correct yourself. No, I don't want to think that. No, let me think something positive. Let, let me assure you something. A while back, I, I would have been what loosely called manic depressive. I'd be happy most of the time, and then something would go wrong, and then the next thing would go wrong, and I, I would go in a spiral, and then it got worse, and i get down and be totally depressed, you know, giving myself self-talk bad criticism, not smart enough, not good enough, whatever. And I was... Uh, uh, Engage. This was like a repetitive process. And, you know, once it starts, it's like, oh, here we go. You know, it's going to go. And I was in my lab doing something and it required so much work to get this done. And, and then there was the part where I prepared the experiment. Then I'm going to run the experiment. It takes like two hours to prepare. And then I start to run it. And if you mess up a little bit, the whole thing goes to. Mm-hmm. And I so I did it the first time, went to crap. And it's like, oh, God, it's got to spend two more hours putting it all back together again. Weigh out all this stuff, do everything, get it ready. I ruined it the second time. Third time really me off because now I've spent over six hours of the day not, <laughs> repeating an experiment that never worked. And I got real mad at myself and I went into that. You idiot, you can't do anything right. And it was cool. I was alone in the room. And I hear a voice just right out in front of me somewhere, right out there. And that voice says, don't you have anything better to do than to listen to this? Wow. And I, for a moment, I was stunned, like, I'm the only one in the room, you know, it was my higher self, mm. looking at me going through this, and saying, don't you have anything better? And I I laughed, that's kind of funny. I said, sure, I'd rather go see a movie. And there was a newspaper, <laughs> I picked it up, found a movie, went to the movie, came out, clear, no more depression, gone. Okay. The next time I started to go down, I, I remembered that don't I have anything better to do? I started to laugh, immediately changed, just went and did something else, stopped. It was a choice. I could continue going back and forth with that. Or what the choice was, do something else. And I did it. Guess what? After a number of times, not too many, I never got depressed again because this really? made a habit that if I would start in that direction, the habit was go do something else. And that has been now a valid part of my whole life. I carry nothing forward on this anymore. Uh, and, and this was like the freedom because it said, oh my God, I used to get so depressed hearing how bad I was <laughs> talking to myself about how bad I was. And now it's like, it doesn't exist anymore. If you're living with yourself and you are, you believe you're unlovable, then you're living with your an unlovable self all day long and you're going to be anxious, probably stressed, 
worried. What are people thinking about me? I'm not good enough. Other people don't think I'm good enough. I'm not going to be accepted. They're and that's leave the conscious me. thinking mind. Right. And while you're thinking, what's running the show? The, the problem that you're thinking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thinking about it, and while I'm thinking, now the problem is running while I'm thinking about it. And as a, as a, you know, cell biologist and researcher yeah. on science, what happens to our physical cells in the material world when the mind subconsciously and consciously is directing negative energy and thoughts towards it? Self-sabotage. You are manifesting a life. Are you manifesting a positive life? Well, that's a choice. You want to manifest a negative life? That's a choice. But if you start manifesting, then the, the cascade of consequences of that are going to manifest in the process. It's a choice. People don't believe it's a choice because they get so carried away with it without looking at themselves saying, hey, wait, this is a moment of choice. That's why that voice, it woke me up, took me out of this lifetime of that. Mm. Because once it said that, uh, it was funny. It was so funny that anytime I started to go down, I started laughing and then stop. And then the point was, never. Uh, it's been years, years since I've had any anger issues at all really uh, yes so you used to, years. So used to be a lot you used to be a lot angrier or used to be well, reactive I, things weren't life. working i was more frustrated most of the time because wow. things weren't working the way i wanted them to work now it's like are you kidding me I, i'm like this happy camper hey i'm awake guess what i have another day here another day to experience i have no idea what's going to happen i send out some good things and then good things come back great. This is a great life. This is not an accident. I know this from a scientific point of view, because I'm very clear of my first 40 plus years with those programs that I got from my family, creating the problem that my family has. You know, my brother's uh, cancer like that, excuse me, but you know, uh, I go, why? The same family, they just kept the programming of that. So and it's not I, genetic, okay. it's programming. 100%. Yeah. 100%. What are some what are some daily affirmations you started to implement when you saw this depressed thoughts coming in or these self-sabotage thoughts coming in? What did you shift it with affirmations, with different thoughts? What did you start to it say? It was just the awareness, A, that, you know, as I said, the very first stop light where I started all of a sudden listen while I'm waiting for the light. It was like the first time I tuned in and go, what the hell are you thinking? That was the most important thing, because then the habit of not going there anymore, starting to realize, uh oh, this is why am I thinking it's a negative thing? Turn around, make a positive statement right now, because that negative one is taking you on the and just a repetition of this behavior become habitual. So and habits are great. Why? No effort. I love habits. Why? You don't even have to think about them. They do it automatically, you know. So if you put in these really great habits, you can walk through the day and think anything you want, do anything you want. And your habit, if they're good ones, will just guide you perfectly through here without even being involved with thinking. Um, that's the game. The game is what is heaven to you? Then program that that's your life. And then guess what? The 95% of the day manifesting heaven while you're not even thinking about it. And for those listening or watching saying, you know, Bruce, this sounds great and all, but I've heard the positive thinking and changing your thoughts stuff a million times and I've tried it before and it hasn't worked for me. How can you prove on a scientific level that this actually is not woo-woo land, but it's actually scientific well, evidence? 
uh, well, the one that, get, that was real important for me, because I, I knew the experience of psyche helped me. But I had no awareness of what or how. I said, oh, that was cool. That was nice. But when I saw the results that Jeff Fannin showed of, of recording the activity while the process was going on, it's like, oh. Well, of this, the brain. Of, of the, the brain. brain. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a real function. This is a real action. This is not a suggestion. <laughs> this is a mechanism. Uh, and then that gave more positive character to me to follow through because I saw this is just not coincidence stuff, man. This is manifestation. Uh, and, and we have that opportunity to manifest. But to many people, their belief system about that is they're the victim and I'm stuck and that's the way it is. That's my life and my genes did this and therefore I'm... I'm, I'm going to die and, and all this kind of, and it's like, wow, <laughs> you are now a machine and you're going to play that right out to the very end. And it will happen just as you thought it would. Right. Yeah. And if people, you know, we we're talking about money and, and kind of shifting the, and really getting back to loving yourself. And I think when we, <laughs> when we get back to loving ourselves, which allows us to heal, which allows us to feel whole and complete, then we are in a energy field of receiving financial abundance of receiving health of receiving Absolutely. quality relationships because we won't abandon ourselves when we see someone and, and re, by a reprogram a program that we had by abandoning ourselves for when we were kids how do we um how do we use this to fight off disease and and stay in a state of health and making sure that our bodies are healthy and eliminating the diseases that might come our way Okay. Um, again, the diseases less than one percent is genetic, so the rest of it is lifestyle. Okay, and that means are are you taking care of yourself? Uh, if you don't love yourself, then for sure you're not really taking care of yourself because who cares about it? Doesn't doesn't mean anything. And since eighty percent or more of the people I know do not test positive for I love myself, then you can see a massive population that is not making any real effort. You know, lip service. Yeah, I'm going to exercise tomorrow. Or maybe Thursday, maybe next week I'll start. You know, it's like, they're not doing it. When are you going to do it? Oh, uh, you know, it's real interesting. Very important. We're energy fields, okay? Mm -hmm. And your energy, this is going to be a hard one. So I, I got to just say it and then people are going to go. Sure. There go. <laughs> the world that we perceive as physical, physical bodies, you're in a physical room, physical cameras, physical, physical, I go this is an illusion. Now, this is very hard for people because you grew up, everything is physical. And all of a sudden I say, well, that's an illusion. It's energy because that's what quantum physics recognizes because you take the atom apart. When you finally get to the bottom pieces, they're not physical. They're energy units like little tor nano tornadoes. Okay. Uh, uh, and I go, so all, all of this is energy. That our energy, it's the energy that interacts that shapes matter. Now, Einstein said this. He said, I'll give it to you a brief statement, and it's so profound. The field, that means the ambient energy, the field, is the sole governing agency of the particle. And what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Well, particles are perception of matter. The energy is the sole governing agency of what we perceive as matter. So while we're focusing on the matter down here, people are ignoring the fact, no, it's the energy that created this. And I go, well, what about the internet? I say, well, how am I creating my life? And here comes the beautiful part. Oh, wires on the head, EEG. I could read your brain function. Oh, it's, your thoughts are in your head. I go, wait, 
a new device, not EEG, it's called MEG, magnetoencephalograph, not electroencephalograph. I say, what does it do? I say, it reads brain function. I go, yeah, what's unique? You ready? Probe is out here. Really? Yeah, no, you just, you have to stop and just say, what does that mean? The answer is your thoughts are not contained in your head. They're broadcast out into the field. And the field, you're generating a field of thought. And the field is what is the sole governing agency of the particle matter. And all of a sudden you have to recognize from the role of, that's why quantum physics said, it's our consciousness that's creating this experience out here because we're broadcasting this field. Uh, and it's interesting because uh, I was, what brought this up was I was thinking of uh, uh, a guy that I knew for a while, uh, Cleve Baxter, he's passed. Um, he, he did experiments with plants. He, he was uh, the guy that worked with um, uh, lie detectors, energy, you know, reading energies and stuff like that in his conventional world. But he it was fooling around the lab and he put the detector on a plant. Uh, and, and then he says, I'm going to kill that plant. I'm going to kill that plant. No response. Nothing. Mm. No. Then he got mad because nothing was happening. So he really got up and he was going to throw the plant away and he got up to throw the plant away. And all of a sudden the electrical activity started all over the place. You know, the plant went nuts. Uh, and I go, Oh, there's a difference about having an intention versus doing an action. Interesting. And I know that you know what irritates me is mosquito. It's on the wall. And I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to get that mosquito get <laughs> paper. I'm getting close to the mosquitoes, just sitting there, just uh, just sitting there. And I go, okay, now swing. The moment I begin to swing, the mosquito flies away. It's like it sat there until the moment I made a decision to act. Well, this applies to all of us for everything. You can have all the thoughts you want, but until you start an action, they don't manifest. Mm. And that is the hardest part because I think, oh, I'm going to be wealthy. I'm going to be wealthy. And I say, what are you doing to get wealthy? No, I'm, I'm saying I'm going to get wealthy. I say, you didn't do anything. You got to do something to take the step to make it start. So it's like on idle, all our thoughts, spinning, idling, idling, not till you throw it in a gear. Mm. Is it going to manifest something? And this becomes mm. really important because how many people think, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to plan this. This is what I want. Yeah, this is what I want. I go, when are you going to do it? Ah, you never started. It's not gotten off the ground. Even the plants in your room know that you're not going to do it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Bruce, this is inspiring. And I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, we got to have you back on in person for a, a longer episode to break down a lot of these things on health and relationships and money. I want to make sure before we get to a final few questions, I want to make sure that People follow you. They they check out all your information because I believe on your website you've got a lot of these different practices where people can start to reprogram in different ways. So if they go to your website, brucelipton.com, they follow you on social media. Uh, Bruce, if you just look up Bruce Lipton on uh, Instagram, you'll see it there. And, then and everything YouTube, else. YouTube, There's YouTube, a channel with some fun stuff on it. Crushing on YouTube as well. We'll make sure to link all this stuff up and. And again, if you guys are on YouTube watching this and you want more of us together, then leave a yes below in the comments so we can see who is really engaged in this. Uh, this is a question I ask everyone towards the end, Bruce. It's, yes, called the it's called the three truths. It's a hypothetical question. So yeah. I'd like you to, I would like you to imagine a scenario. Get into your, your conscious mind and imagine uh, 
uh, that you are you are on your last day, many years away. Many years away, you get to live as long as you want, yeah. but it's the last day. And you have created heaven on earth. You've yeah. created heaven every day in your relationship, business, everything, impact, service. But for whatever reason, you've got to take all of your work with you, all of your books and this interview, and it's all gone to another place, whether it's with you or somewhere else. We don't have access to it. But you get to leave behind three truths, three lessons that you would share with the world. And this is all we have to remember your message by. What would be those three truths for you? Well, one and two are empowerment truths. Uh, number one empowerment is you're not a victim of your heredity. You're the master of your genetic activity. And therefore, you can manifest full out health. I don't care what genes you got you rewrite your genes. That's what epigenetics, it doesn't change the gene code. It changes the readout of the gene code. That's what epigenetics does. And therefore you can manifest whatever you want to program at this point, you're free to change the program. Okay. So we have to get out of the victimhood of uh, genes control my life. And I have no control over that. Number one, get rid of that one. Uh, number two is then also expressing the fact that you're a spiritual entity. I say, what's the significance of that? I say, well, first of all, you can't die. And that all of a sudden takes away all the <laughs> fear that most people have. Fear is death. Anything else I can try and handle. Fear, it's done, okay? But what if it isn't done? What if you, you're here and you come back again? And then I was saying, well, then good. If I do really good now, maybe I can come back and do really better when I come back the next time. Why? We're a field. Remember I said the energy broadcast called spirit or field is being picked up by these antennas. But then part two, I said, but the brain also sends the, the information back out again, like a tuning fork. So my life experiences here influence my spiritual field. Mm, karma. Interesting. Karma. It's a mechanism. And it says, well, if you really distort the hell out of it, then you don't have a really harmonious energy field when you come in. This is not really good. How can you change it? I said, well, you don't have to do lifetimes. What you have to do is recognize, A, you have it, and B, I want to change my consciousness. And then I'm sending out now reparative energy that repairs the karma from the past. So I own it. So A, we are spiritual entities. You can't die. And you came in here for what reason? to have heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're here. We didn't come here to struggle, to fight, to try and you know scratch out an existence. And we didn't come here for that. We came here for, for why? It's so beautiful. All you have to do yes. is go outside and look at, wow, look at this world. Look at, oh my God. Oh, food, love, these kinds of things. Oh man. It's, I'm enjoying it. Why? Because my physiology is what I have here that will translate this into sensation that goes back to source. Mm -hmm. If I said source years ago, even previous uh, 40 years, I said, okay, describe love. And at some point, then what will happen is that um, I can write an essay. What is love? Blah, 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 blah. I say, but when you have a body, you can feel love. Mm. Well, that, that's not a conscious thing. That is an experiential thing. I go, that enhances my spirit. Why? It could write about it, but it didn't know about it. Now it's got more information. It's like, oh man, what happens? Ooh, all this. So, so the idea really becomes important to recognize that um, 
we came here for experiences and we didn't come here to to have struggle and fight and all that every baby is born born with love until it gets distorted by programming so the third one is this manifest heaven on earth if you're doing it other people around you are going to want to do it too Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to know how did how did you get so happy or why you know how can you be this way? And you become a teacher, and you give them that, and you expand on this, and this like a chain reaction will build up a world that everybody. What if everybody woke up today and said it was heaven on earth? And the answer is of course, and it's heaven. No kidding. That's all it took. Yeah, I said that's all it took. Bruce, I'm so grateful for your your wisdom, your experience, also the, you know, decades of pain and struggle that you went through to allow you to have the awakening to then be able to teach us and learn and and educate us on the things you've learned from the spiritual and the scientific, merging them together and giving us these tools, this awareness, this information. It's really empowering because I think a lot of people are struggling and suffering and they're not clear on how to get out of that space. So I'm so grateful and I want to acknowledge <laughs> you for your your being a guide in this world, you being a leader and a guide in this world and educating and teaching and giving back consistently and being of service. We're very grateful for your time, for your wisdom, for your love of humanity and teaching this information. And um, I'm just so excited to share this with so many people and I hope we can do more of this together in the future. Um, I have one final question for you. It's what is your definition of greatness? What is greatness uh, to me is whatever track you took to get to that end point where you can look back and say, I'm leaving this place in a better situation than when I came into it. I think that would really fit that definition pretty much. Bruce, you're amazing. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts as well. I really love hearing feedback from you guys. So share a review over on Apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most. And if no one's told you lately, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you are matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.